Nathan, for this next what if question, I got thinking back to when I was 18 or 19 years old and I had a part-time job and I cut my thumb on a electric meat slicer and sliced the end of my thumb off and, um, and was treated and, and, and I've got my thumbs all as well there, but I was told the next day to, to come into work and even if it was just for like two hours to do some kind of modified duty. And I remember at the time thinking like, really? I just, I just like a night and a half ago, I, I cut my thumb like, geez. And the answer was, you know, they had a really good explanation. It was partly for their, for the purposes of minimizing their, the dent on their insurance, mm-hmm. but it was also to keep the employee functional and engaged uh, you had a part-time employee who was only there a couple of days of the week, and they wanted me st- still to be engaged and still part of the team. And and to because studies do show that when you get back to work and you're in a timely manner, that you you do better than if you're off work for a, a prolonged length of time. So it was like they they just had it down to a uh, an art of like mm-hmm. getting me back. I it it I can't remember. It wasn't that long before I was back to my normal duties. But for the time that I had this bandage on and I needed modified duties, you know, they had me with a with a um, a pricing gun, labeling things on the shelf with one hand, mm-hmm. and sc- scanning scanning inventory, and just doing anything that I could until I could get back to working with with both hands. And so, yep. I got thinking about what if this applied to to the healthcare setting or to the addiction setting, so that you know when I went when I went off work. I understand that there was an investigation. I understand that that there was liability and that it wouldn't have been good or healthy for me to go right back to working with the general public where I was. But what if there was some way of keeping the employee engaged and a part of the workforce? And, you know, even if it was a couple of hours a week to come in and and do something that needed doing to make them feel that they were still a part of it. Maybe they still saw a couple of empl- uh, of coworkers and they were and they were engaged instead of this isolation, this really harmful isolation that we've talked about. Is this something that is possible? What do you think? I think that's again another genius idea. Uh, I know that uh, I, when you you know when you you bring that up, and I think, how in the hell is this not being done? I know, like. Uh, in many industries, it's it's widely known that if you have an employee that's injured and it's not determined to be a long-term disability, it's better for everybody involved, but mostly the employee, to get that person back to work within a year. Yeah. That seems to be the, the time limit. If you leave that person away from the work setting for over a year, uh, it increases a chance of all sorts of problems related to uh, everything from re-injuring the whatever the the problem was in the first place, but mostly mental health issues, depression, anxiety, you know, all these things that that we know get worse when you're when you lose that. I, I mean, people need to feel a sense of purpose, and I think for most of us, there's probably we probably underestimate the amount of connectivity we have when we're at work, right? The amount of just the, you, you see that person every day. You, you actually, you spend more per time with this guy over here than you do your spouse, right? Like, yeah. I mean, those connections matter. And 
it seems odd to me that, I, like you said, I mean, I, I understand the liability as well, but there's just so many tasks that could be done. There's so many things in in admin. I mean, you could be you could be just walking around and checking on patients or whatever you could whatever setting you could be in that where there was no liability risk. I'm sure they could find one. And wouldn't that be better than the the current kind of setup where we end up with uh, so many people just lost in the void? And I've I've seen yeah. it to where they they they're off for more than I've seen people that kind of just strung along for a couple of years, two years turns into three. They start talking about going back to work. Then the individuals, you know, that makes them super anxious. All of a sudden they've got these other mental health concerns and it turns into a, like a permanent disability thing when maybe it never had to. Yeah. Yeah. And this, uh, it, 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 again, we're falling back into the, the question or the debate about like how much it's treated like a, an illness versus a punitive, a punitive sort of response. Absolutely. And, yeah. But either way, it would seem that the goal is the same and that the goal is to get the person back. And, and I just think for myself, like if, even if it was four hours a week, like, you know, that I was off on doing the treatment, doing all of the things I needed to do, participating in my own recovery. But if it was like four hours a week of going in and, and doing something at the computer or making sure that my own courses and, and, you know, uh, there's a certain number of computer proficiencies that you have to have up to date and, and um, certificates and annual certificates to be renewed. If, if those could be done. Um, Yeah. You could be training at the very least, but it, it makes me think of that position that you, you were, you were hoping to get there, Corey, and one that involved, uh, I think it was working outside of the hospital setting where you're working with people who are uh, dealing or struggling with addiction themselves. Yeah. I mean, that is just that it was such a no brainer as, as, as far as I was concerned, I thought, well, what would be a better way to harness this resource? So we know you're, you're great at your job as a nurse. That's fine. But now you've got another kind of ability that's it's rare and it, you know, you kind of have to pass through hell to, to get it. And you've got that thing and it could help all, you know, that combination of skills is very rare. So you've, you hear you, you're sitting here, you, you want to do something and here's this position that could, you know, you would, I'm sure you would have excelled at it and uh, you probably would have made a very real satisfactory, you know, like you get that job satisfaction from it. And it, it would have had an impact on people's lives and just no. <laughs> yeah, no, just exactly. No. I, th- thank you. You know, I, I was thinking about how for so many and myself included, especially when I was, you know, working as much as I was working, that is, there's so much, there's so much identity attached to that. There's so much meaning and purpose that, that we attach to that as, as human beings mm-hmm. and, and uh, healthcare is certainly no exception to that there's a lot of meaning ascribed oh. to people's jobs and removing that entirely during the process of, of recovery doesn't make, doesn't make as much sense to me as it did when I started out. I remember, you know, the, the first few weeks of being off work thinking, Oh, I've 
course I need to be off work and I need to be at home and I need to get my, get my act together here. And, and I did, but, uh, and going back right away into the same work wouldn't have been good, but that lack of engagement, that lack of connection to, to a workplace and, um, the lack of feeling that I, you know, was that I was actually like tangibly working towards getting back to work was, was, was harmful. And to me, it, it's actually counterproductive to what the endpoint should be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And some people would say, well, what are you complaining about? You know, you're lucky you and uh, get to continue there, that kind of thing. And I say, look, I totally understand where you're coming from. And that's a way that uh, the employer could go too. But if the employer is going to go that way, then make that decision. That's it. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I, I, I think back, like I was saying to my 18 or 19 year old self, and it was a part-time job. I was making, <laughs> I was making like 880 an hour or something like that. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and, and didn't really, I mean, I could have found any other part-time job, but the employer was quite smart. And they said like, we, it's, it, it is in our interest to keep you here mm. and keep you coming in and, and feeling like you're a part of it all. And I, and I stuck around, I stuck around there for another year and a half after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, it's interesting. I'm suspecting that, uh, was this, a uh, uh, culture that was not uh, European or endemic to, to Canada? No, this was a large, uh, Canadian grocery, grocery chain. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like uh, that's one thing our culture we're missing out on. Uh, we don't keep, teach our kids enough about money. That's a huge problem. And we don't seem to put the same kind of uh, weight on, on just understanding the importance of work, you know, and understanding why work matters. And it's not just a, you know, it's just not something you do for money. There's, you know, there's psychological reasons why humans benefit from being productive in their society and, and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, and thinking of, of Victor Frankl and man's search for meaning that the Mm. people who, you know, as he said, the people who survived in, in the concentration camps were people who found tasks, even, even if they were menial little funny things to do to fill their time. Those they are the people who, who made purpose and, and, yeah. and found a way to, to get out of there. And, um, and I, I, I don't think the, the recovery thing is all that different. And so for, for me, my purpose has been different. It's come from doing this podcast and, and doing this with you. And I'd also finding things around my home um, that needed, you know, needed repair or that I could upgrade or that I could work on um, among other, other ways that I found purpose but there are also a lot of people that don't have that and who who don't have those relationships or don't have a home that's 80 years old that needs work and 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 so that finding meaning and purpose becomes more and more challenging and they and they kind of sit and i i think we're missing the mark here or we're missing an opportunity of, of helping actually helping people to thrive by saying you're still in this you're still there's still work to be done and there's still a purpose for you here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this way about life in general, but it seems that 
human beings have this in common with sharks and that we, if we don't keep moving, we just have to keep moving towards something, right? If we don't, uh, we don't do very well. And like, I think, uh, I'm not sure how sharks do in captivity. I think poorly. They do, I think. uh, Yeah. Um, I think that once people, it's very damaging to the human psyche when there isn't a there a person loses or either they if they've invested a lot in their identity when it's tied to their career or job they lose that they lose the will to continue to hunt for purpose like i think that's probably the last thing before you basically come to a standstill and once you are at a standstill then you're just it's like you're a magnet for mental illness you know it's just Without the ability, you just, and you're right, you know, using the, uh, talking about, uh, what was that? The, the search for purpose or meaning for purpose. What was that book called? Man, Man's search for meaning. Man's search for meaning. Right. Um, that was something I, I never understood as a kid and I never understood it in my twenties. It took a long time for me to figure it out. I, I just expected life to provide me with purpose, you know? Sure. And it's not that way. Life no, doesn't, uh, you, you have to put the work in towards something that means something to you. Yeah. And yeah, I'd taken that away from somebody or getting in the way of it, you know, and I, and sometimes I think that's what's going on with, uh, with some people. I, I know for a fact, there's individuals who, who think they're going back to work, but the decision has already been made that they're not sure. You know, so they're sitting there in this limbo and it's, I, I don't know why they do that. Yeah. No, I don't either. And, and, you know, the other, the other thought that I had from the employee perspective is that it's, it's daunting the notion of going back to work. And there's oftentimes, I think quite commonly anxiety there about how, how am I going to fit in when I go back? Mm-hmm. What are people going to think? What are people going to say to me? Am I going to, is it going to be awkward? Uh, those are very, very understandable questions. And, and, questions that I had for myself as well, for sure. But if I was doing something, if I was going in still to do that, that computer coursework or, or, um, you know, working in the basement, folding linens or whatever it could have been, I I think that anxiety would have been lessened. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is, you know, this is different, I think, than somebody who's dealing with uh, some kind of traumatic stress. Obviously, under those conditions, with that condition, you uh, are probably not going to want to get back to work, maybe ever. And if you do, it's going to take a special kind of a back to work type thing. But sure, um, that doesn't mean that you can't find purpose elsewhere. Of and course I, not. And and maybe that should be, maybe there should be more kind of uh, weight given to that factor especially under these circumstances, because it's not like you're not really provided a manual for what to do when this happens as a healthcare professional, right? No, it's it's quite the opposite. You're kind of kept in the dark. You are. Yeah, Yeah. you are. And, 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 and the isolation being in the dark in isolation doesn't help either. So to be able to see, to see some people who understand and, and, or people that, you know, God forbid, that would be helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Really good one. 